Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dallas Comedy Club podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Alou, and I am here with the very funny, very talented Laura Goff, which I just learned how to pronounce her last name. I married into it. Uh, it's it is spelled nowhere near what I how it's pronounced. I think. No, no, but it's like it's like it's uh, it's cough, but with a G. Yeah, this yeah. is I don't. I, so I helped my uh, sister with her six-year-old daughter over the pandemic, like learning how to spell things and like read things, and it's words like this. Like cough. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. how do you teach a six year old? Like yeah, normally G H together is like guh. Yeah, yeah. But then like for this one word, is <laughs> one time. It's an F. Laura is a part of a couple teams here at Dallas Comedy Club, including All Time Faves, which is a Wednesday DCC club team, and the uh, uh, a Friday night team. Friday night, Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night team. One man show. Two wonderful teams, and I'm so excited to get to know more about Laura because I've barely scratched the surface of who you are yeah. I just got here and I don't know anybody no, so. that you yeah it's fine <laughs> I'll give you a lot in this very short period of time oh I can't wait <laughs> so I want to know about how you sort of ended up in the world of comedy what brought you here my friend Camille Long who's also a performer here and, and we performed together at, with all-time faves and we had a previous troupe and I've known her I've known Camille for over 25 years wow so and she had started taking improv classes here back in, you know, like 2013, 20, something like that. And she, she'd come over every Sunday for dinner, my husband and I, and would constantly be like, you need, to, you need to do this, you need to do this. And I'd be like, shut up, don't, don't <laughs> tell me what to do. And, and my husband would be like, yeah, yeah, you need to do this. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I can't, you know, I like being, I'm kind of funny, but I don't want to be rejected. And. Uh, you know, I don't want any, I don't want to be told that's not funny or whatever. But yeah, uh, 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 and then so he bought in 2015, he, he bought uh, a level one class as a Christmas present. And so I started in 2016 and went through the whole program. Yeah. And then, uh, so that was kind of it. It was like, and even after like level one, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, you just, you just get into the flow and, and, and I did all the levels. And then I also did a, a, a stand up level too, because that was kind of like, my introduction to comedy as a kid, yeah. as, as a young kid, was like George Carlin, and and that's how you know how old I am. Uh, George Carlin, Monty Python, you oh, know, yeah. or like early SCTV and and SNL and stuff like that. But definitely like the British stuff, and definitely like stand up with that we're cursing was involved because <laughs> I really like cursing. Oh, you and me both. Uh, no, feels so good. Yeah, but uh, so that was that kind of. And so once I started, it was just like. And then, you know, just started making troops and, join, and, and went through the a, a different program where, you know, another audition house team program back in 2017. At DCH or was D it like four day or? No, it was DCH. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was all at DCH. And then just ended up like going, oh, well, let me try this and let me try that and let me let me do this. I, I probably didn't. I never tried sketch or anything like that, but I because I, I leaned more towards either doing improv or wanting to do stand up. Yeah. Because uh, and just try it, you know, and at and it, this age of my life not that it's it's but like you know yeah I'm like yeah cool I'm a woman in her 50s it's like going yeah let's let's do this for the first time but uh, I love it and 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 it, it was people were always like super supportive of yeah. it my husband was just like yeah sure go ahead you know uh do it have fun so yeah. uh, uh it was it was cool um, I feel like it's such a I don't want to say like a misconception or a stereotype. I don't know what the right word is, but I feel like there is sort of this feeling of, oh, you have to be young 
to be uh, right. an improv person or you have right. to be young to be in comedy. And yeah. I'm like, I, I love improv and stand up, especially because I feel like it is literally for anyone who is yeah. brave enough to try it. Yeah. And I think it is like a misconception. And, and once I got in the door up here that it was just like, oh, wow, that's there's yeah, there's a there's a bunch of people in menopause up here. It's great. <laughs> like, let's all let's all do it together. Uh, so can I ask, what were you like? Do, what, did you because uh, like my mom was a stay at home mom. So I don't know if that was your deal or did you uh, do you did you have like a career, a job outside oh, no, of? No, this I was. Yeah, I was totally working. I worked. I worked for like the last 17 years. I worked for an audiovisual management company wow. and I'm a video editor. Oh, so, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and I just up until recently just just resigned and now I just do freelance. So. Final Cut or Premiere Pro? Uh, Premiere Pro. Yeah, same. Okay, a, yeah, a, I ask everybody yeah. that. Question. Sorry, everybody. I'm not a fucking monster. Yeah. I use so if I if Adobe I, is my life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's so. F I had no idea that that's what you did. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, and well, that was like one of those weird things where I just I'm just self-taught on a lot of this stuff. Right, so, yeah. Uh, well, this is why you're such a good on-stage editor. I mean, it's a skill that I think a lot of people are bad at. When oh, I never thought learning. about it like that. Oh, my God. When you start learning improv, I feel like that's the skill that is most forgotten, that, like, it is, it takes someone with a really good like inner uh, kind of a feeling to like know like this scene is over we got to move on to something else and that's the, a yeah and like you're an editor so of course you're gonna have I think a little bit more of that in you because you're used to being like okay when is this that's no. enough of this thing yeah yeah I've never thought about it like that never 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 thought about it like that so uh but that's interesting I'll probably keep that as a as a note I know I know that like I feel like I've gotten better about that. There's always like that level of politeness that of I think course. that where you're like, I don't want to like, I don't want to interrupt their moment, but it's so uh, funny. I want to be yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but your teammates will thank you. Get them yeah. the hell out of there. They want out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, uh, it's been probably, and it sounds, I'm not sentimental, but uh, this has probably been the best experience of my life today, and it's definitely made me a better person. And no, it sounds fucking stupid to say no, that shit. No, it's not but stupid it's, to say because it's, it's true. Everyone has been saying that they're like, "This changed my life," and it's like it does. It really did. It made it made my relationships better. I think yeah. I don't know. Someone's gonna open that door and go, "No, you're <laughs> so wrong." Uh, uh, but I think it made how I manage a teenager, how I manage my marriage, yeah. how I manage friendships, how I manage from you know relationships with my sisters uh uh it's it's really made me more thoughtful uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, I, I've I know. never heard someone say the, that. I'm as the sorry word. I made it weird. No, no, no. I, I love that because a lot of people, and myself included, always talk about how improv I, made me just more positive. Like, I yeah. I always look for the positivity, but I love that idea of more thoughtful because it is a very, like, teammate, team building um, approach to it. And you do, you have to be very thoughtful in, in improv. I, I, there are not, there are parents here within the building and that are, that are performers here, but not a ton of them. And so I'm so curious because you're the first one I've talked to who's like a parent that's yeah. been in the podcast seat that I want to know like really what, what, how has improv like impacted that, as you said, like raising a teenager. Um, I know for me with, I was doing improv for a very long time. Again, I helped my sister with her kids over the pandemic. Mm -hmm. My God, so happy I had improv experience dealing with a six-year-old. Yeah. Made it so much easier. But I'm curious, I, I feel like I hit a brick wall when talking to my 13-year-old nephew. He yeah. like hates fun. So uh, like, how is it, you know, trying to implement some of those improv skills into being a parent to a teen? I, I think, 
I, th- I think I've uh, been relatively successful raising a relatively funny kid. Hell yeah. You thought I was going to say thoughtful or wonderful kid. <laughs> He's He can be, uh, sometimes he can just be a complete like, oh my God, I didn't need the one o'clock in the morning call uh, to tell me that, that you got pepper sprayed at a concert. True story. Oh uh, my God. But uh, uh, just being a dude. But it, it definitely makes me more playful with him and with his friends yeah. and I don't care what those cool little, I don't care what those jerks think they can you know they can but they're and it, that's what I mean it's just like I'll say anything to these kids I have I have like no qualms about looking a 14 year old in the eye and and saying something probably like you know telling him to go fuck himself yeah. or something like that because he's acting like a jerk you know yeah. not my own kid maybe you know listen you, you only call your own kid an asshole when they're not looking and they've left the room yeah, yeah but uh but it does i think it's made me i think I, I think i'm better at responding to the fun teenage stuff that happens at this point so because uh, it, it forces you to almost roll with the punch right like you, you just get easier with it you're like well this is yeah, this is this, is, this yeah. teenage. This is being teenager. Yeah, this is being teenager, as opposed to like freaking out and going, "Oh my God, what did you do?" Or you know, you did this, or you wrecked the car, or you did whatever, all the things that we all did. Yeah, that now I get to go. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you're gonna <laughs> yeah. do that stuff. You're gonna, or you know, I don't know. I think it's just having a good sense of humor and and being a parent is kind of really important. Uh, Has your husband ever come to a jam or like tried to do this himself at all? I think he tried a stand-up class, mm-hmm. and he was like, I don't want to do this, <laughs> <laughs> and just left. It's like, uh, to know my husband is to know that he is, uh, one would think that, like, oh, we're, we're that I, I, I truck with somebody that's like, like this really outgoing, gre- gregarious guy. Uh, he's just, and he's not, he's like dead opposite. Yeah. He's really smart. And I'm not just saying that because he'll ever, he won't even listen to this. But he's he's, he's super, really he's, smart. Yeah, yeah. If you want to know about something, like Eric will go, oh yeah, like I've read 15 books about it, and here's so the he, best. He's a born improviser. What? Like I know. those are the best improvisers who can be like, fun fact, fun fact. I can talk about this all day. I know, no, yeah, I know. And I've I've, I've like gone, oh, you might enjoy. It. And he's just like, no. He's like, I just might, I I just can't. I'm like, good, okay. You be the smart one, and and and, and I'll be the charming. One. I know. That's <laughs> a, hey. <laughs> That's that's what I tell him. I'm like, you know, I'm the funny one, and I'll outlive you. So it's it's sorry, sorry. This is how let him stress. I know. Let him th- yeah. yeah, that's just that's just how that's our 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 how we fit together, I guess. So I was like, I had no, I knew that you and Camille had known each other for a while. I did not realize it had been that long. So yeah. how did you two meet? Can I? I mean, you don't oh, have yeah, to tell yeah, that yeah, story yeah. if you don't want to. But no, I'm no. so curious. We we uh, we started waiting tables together she worked at the dream cafe shout out to dream cafe and i started there and camille trained me as a waiter uh and also camille listens to this she she'll she'll know that i'm a better waiter than she is (laughs) (laughs) she'll she would admit to it but uh but it was great it was like a it was you know it just felt like one of those people that you meet and you go oh yeah you're you're in the tribe with yeah. me. Like, You're like, cut from the same cloth. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. We, we complemented each other really well. So she's been there through like every probably major experience in my life, yeah. you know, like uh, my marriage, my birth. She was there when my son was born. Oh. So, well, she wasn't like in the room when it but, happened. She brought a sandwich uh, after the fact. So, because uh, my husband was super hungry because he hadn't eaten all day. So that's a friend. That's yeah, that's a real a friend. friend. That's a real friend. She, she takes care of our pug when we go out of town. Oh. 
She's, yeah, she's the best. I should have had you two come in together and do this today. I know. Instead of one-on-one. I know. Um, I mean, I just love hearing that because it's, I, I have found, and I, I'm sure this isn't the true for everyone, but like, it, I, I feel like it is harder for people to have almost like lifelong friends be, om, because of the internet, weirdly enough, because yeah. it's like so easy to connect with anyone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it's easier to stay in contact with people when they move and all that, it, it there's, it's almost like there's not as much weight put in friendships as, as like it used to be. Like I have like my, like my tribe as well. Like I've got my two friends who I've been friends with for like, oh God, 15 years and I love them. But it's uh, like I'm watching my nieces and nephews grow up and it's like there's not that like connection the yeah. same way. And I'm like, it's because of those fucking smartphones. I don't know. And, and you know, Camille and I meet when we were in our mid twenties. So it's not like we were like, we went to high school or right. we were in a, you know, went to college together or anything like that. It was just like, just, we worked together. So, and I think working in a restaurant is probably the best way to meet people. Honestly. I, I worked in many a restaurant or to hook up. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> it's super true. <laughs> what is the dream cafe? Sort of like a diner. It's actually like a healthy, oh. uh, like breakfast uh, brunch place. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I have to check it out. It was probably one of the first ones you would think I'd own stock in the company, but it was probably one of the first restaurants early on in Dallas that had like, you know, healthy fare Quinoa, and uh, yeah, yeah, kale, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Let's that. do a brown rice, you know, black bean bowl, and yeah, that's what. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, going back, you know, like in the mid, what is it, like ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, working in a restaurant is one of those uh, experiences that if anyone who's ever worked in, uh, I think, a brunch mm-hmm. sort of spot knows, yeah. especially that it's chaos. Yeah. It it forces you to work under pressure in a way that you never thought that you could. Oh, there was this motherfucker that would come in every Sunday and order an egg white omelet with nine egg whites oh and God. one yolk. Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, literally fuck that guy. I I worked at a diner in L.A. for a very long time called Patty's. Same kind of deal. One of the oldest diners in uh, L.A. Um, And, yeah, we'd get some fucking guy who'd come in at peak rush on a Sunday and, like, demand his bran muffin. And if it was, like, not hot enough when it came out of the toaster, he'd send it back. I wanted to kill this fucking guy. You know who you are. That's how you get your food touched. Oh, God. (laughs) By strangers. (laughs) Shit. All right, but we're not here to talk about diet. Yeah, yeah. We're we can talk shit about, about breakfast. Um, so, like, I've I've gotten to watch you perform a lot over the course of the last month and a half, and it's been so fun watching you play. And I'm curious, sort of, um, what the experience is like to do a form like an Organic Herald with all-time faves, and then to kind of shift gears and do something that feels, in my opinion, at least a little looser with one-man show. Um, so for those of you out there who have not had a chance to come watch um, uh, Laura's wonderful teams here at DCC, all-time faves does what's called an Organic Herald, uh, which is... You can Google it. I'm not going to explain it. It's a lot. It, it's a lot. <laughs> um, and But it is very heady. It's a very heady yeah. form. It puts you in your head, I think, pretty quickly. Um, and it takes a very experienced, um, uh, it takes experienced and smart improvisers to pull it off, which is why All Time Faves is called All Time Faves, because y'all are very smart, experienced improvisers. But then you've got something like One Man Show, which is, again, just a little bit looser. It feels like uh, like the training wheels have been taken off and you can kind of just like pop the wheelie if you want. So I'm curious to sort of what that's like to, to switch gears between Wednesdays and Saturdays like that. It's definitely... One feels more like reset, like a like that. I don't want to say recess, like the other ones work, but the other one, it's it. 
you're you're still trying to remember things, obviously, and callbacks and stuff like that. But it's uh, there's not as many moving parts. Yeah. So, but I think if you were to probably draw a diagram of the two, they still have just as many two person scenes. Yeah. And and, and then a group scene, and then it and just second beats and all that. Yeah. All that stuff, and you know, it's. Uh, uh, Probably the, the biggest difference is, is just the edits. Yeah. We're, not sw- it, we're sweeping in one-man show, and then in all-time faves, we're... Pulling focus. Yeah, we're pulling focus or bleed edits, you know. So that's probably just the... Honestly, that's probably the biggest difference. Yeah. Someone's going to go, oh, Laura, you're so full of shit. You said the Herald was really hard. Uh, but it's it's not hard. It's just, it's. I think if you, if you're, if you're, you get your head stuck in the what the wire form looks like, what the wireframe looks like, then it gets to be too much. But then if you just, you know, let go and, and have fun, have fun. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. That it's, that it is, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's just fun to do any part of it. I think, yeah. I don't know. It sounds, once again, it sounds corny. It's not corny. <laughs> it's not corny at all. Because it, but it is true. And it's, uh, I mean, that's the big reason I'm doing this podcast is really trying to show you know, those normal people out there, like yourself, who was like, I'm funny, but I don't know if I want to do that, right? Like, and it took a while for Camille to convince you to get you into an improv class. And oh, it's yeah. like, this is meant to show people, like, it is very fun, it is very accessible, and it is for literally anyone yeah. who's willing to step into a classroom or step on stage. Right. And it's... And I to, feel, okay. to be, I know, and to be honest, like, so the other fun part was just uh, honestly making, uh, meeting a whole new tribe of people that man I just fucking dig yeah I you know honestly I've made friends that I never would have made in a million years you know I'm at a point in my life where I'm like well yeah I've got a kid so let me hang out with other moms yeah and you know what other moms suck they're not they're not funny they're not not, I was just like I'd come home and I'd be like these people aren't funny Eric they don't get they no one likes to cuss no one one likes bits no one likes no one one likes a bit no one no one likes no one likes the stuff I like and and I don't you know and I don't like the stuff they like and and this was like the first once I get it was just the first time where I was like ah cool man I met people that are like that I it, it's very freeing and it like I said it's kind of it was kind of a game changer life game changer for me where I was just like wow I feel really I mean I was always like I didn't have a shitty life or anything no. like I had a good life and I was like but like wow it just like got it got the bar got raised and and I'm easier to be with and and yeah. I'm not like uh like because I gotta I have an outlet yeah uh you know to come and and have a good time and blow off steam and be and, a little kid again. Yeah, be a kid again. I get to hug so many people whether they want it or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's like um I feel like for for a lot of people, you know, you I know I experienced this several times in my life because I've lived all over this country, but it's like the easiest way to make friends in a new city is go take an improv class. Oh, yeah. Now that's what I would totally tell people to do. Yeah. Or like, or if you're just, if you've lived in the same city for a while or any town, there is an, I promise you there's an improv troupe somewhere. Right. And if you're like, I don't know how to make friends as an adult, just take the leap and go take a level one improv class. Because, Mike, I mean, you, you just become like friends with your level one class. Everyone's so positive and excited to be there. And right. Yeah, it's special. It brings you back to the like high school lunchroom almost. Where have you lived? I've lived in New York. I've lived in Chicago, L.A., now Dallas. Um, Where'd I, you grow up? I grew up in Jersey. Okay, right on. So um, 
Uh, I never lived in Philly, but I spent a lot of time in Philly, bouncing back and forth for shows and such. So I've been all over the place. I lived in Seattle. I've <gasps> lived uh, in Austin. Ah, uh, I've lived in uh, lived in New York. Where in New York did you uh, live? Fifth and B. Fifth and B. Ooh, Alphabet City, yes, baby. Like ninety. 91, 92, like maybe a little bit into 93. That, it, it, it sounds longer than it actually was. I yeah. was at the School of Visual Arts. Oh, okay. Uh, for photography. Had nothing to do with uh, anything. Man, you were in the city right when like the improv scene was just getting started. Yeah, and I wasn't doing anything like yeah. that. I was just like working. I was working. I worked at a video store called uh, Video Room up on 23rd and Lex. I'm sorry, 83rd and Lexington. Was it uh, the... the Type of the of, uh, no, it was a regular store, it but didn't it have did the no curtain. No, in the back. it did, it, <laughs> it did, did it, it did. Oh my god, it did. Uh, yeah, there's a that was be the whole fun part of like having to put. And this is the days of VHS, right? So, of course. Yeah, you'd get somebody to walk up and 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 the adult titles were like all like flattened. They'd flatten out the the case, the the little carton that it came in the box. They'd flatten it out and slide it into like a you know like a laminated thing. Yeah, and yeah, it would always be like, and they had a deal like rent three and get the fourth for free oh my god and these motherfuckers would rent and come back the next day oh yeah how much how much can you I masturbate don't know, but pizza boy he delivers is one of my <laughs> favorite uh and if you if you can edit this out or keep it in but there was one that was my favorite and it was like a joke in the story it was called it was just called time for an ass fucking. That's amazing. And so I would just constantly walk around the store and go, "Hey guys, what time is it?" You know, and just <laughs> uh uh but it was it was the 90s were so wild. I mean, just the the idea that you had, I mean, I guess there were like masturbation movie theaters too where they would like put on a porno and yeah, yeah, spend yeah, your yeah. money and go in and just like sit in a room with a bunch of dudes and I, that concept is so wild to think about. No, and that it was like a regular video store that had this complete adult section. Curtain. Like uh, it w that was kind of foreign, but like at, at that age, I was you know in my early twenties, so it was it was just like it was just fun, dumb, you know, stuff to make fun of. Yeah, and yeah, just, it's that an experience. It's one of those like okay, I feel like people a lot of the times they don't always look at their their little moments in life as like this is an experience, and it's like to me that's an experience. Not everyone is gonna have that experience yeah, in their yeah. life. But I met my husband, and he worked at a video store, not in New York, but here in Dallas. That's how my Did husband. Did they also have a curtain? No, they oh. didn't have it. It's it's Dallas. We're not going to have that. Way too repressed. Way too repressed. Yeah, but I met. I I picked him up at a video store. Oh damn! Yeah. Did you both reach for Titanic? And it was like he was working there, and I would cat. I I immediately saw him, and so and my version of flirting would be to go. Well, I'm going to take my glasses off, and uh, we're gonna. I'm going to walk around here blind uh -huh. until you pay attention to me but he's so shy that he would never like look at me mm -hmm. so I finally just asked him out and was like hey do you want to go see a concert with me down in Debellum? hell yeah yeah what and concert was it the Cocteau Twins <laughs> you have that that's really gonna date me a lot I don't know this band but I just love that it's Cocteau yeah 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 <laughs> it's they're they're a very lovely ethereal like uh 90s like it's like you know, into your new wave stuff from like from the out. like the mid mid eighties up until the early nineties. I'm gonna have to check it out. I Slept like with it. him on the first date. Yes, that's a way to. You do know it. what? He's still here. Yeah, <laughs> my boyfriend and I have been together for four years, and the same. I I asked. You got to put out. out. You got to put I out. I did, and I did. I asked him on out. your terms. On your terms. Yes, be absolutely. safe and consensual. Be safe, consensual. Consent. Consent. Uh, ever it's wear up a condom. To you, always be safe. Um, but yeah, he was. <laughs> 
He was uh, uh, very shy. He like his one move was asking what my name was, and then he like nice. that was it. He was like too afraid to ask anything else. So I was like, "What are you doing after this? You want to go grab a drink?" And we were living in New York at the time, so we grabbed some roadies from a bodega, sat on the Hudson, and I was like, nice. "Oh yeah, we're doing this tonight. Come on!" And he's still here. He's bounced all around this country with me. So nice, yeah. All right, going back to improv. Going I'm back sorry, to improv. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. This is wonderful. I love it. It's a little taste of, of Lara. Which is I, the name of my adult film that I put out in the <laughs> early night. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to name the episode A Taste of Laura now. Um, so uh, I'm going to, I want to switch to some like fun goof questions just because like I feel like this is a fun way to get to know people and their flavors and tastes of, of like different um, like TV, movies, songs, all that. So I, if you could insert yourself into any existing TV show or movie, and it's not like you're going to take over as Amy Poehler's character in Parks and Rec. You're mm. just another character in Parks and Rec. What TV show or movie would you choose? Oh, Raising Arizona. Oh, great choice. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably one of my favorite uh, comedy films of, like, all time. It, definitely in the top ten, for I think sure. you're only one of two people who chose a movie. Everyone else so far has chosen a TV show. Shows how old I am. Mm, nah, <laughs> that's a, it just shows how conceited they are. They're like, I want to exist in a zeitgeist of seasons. And you're like, oh, I'll take a movie. I'll take a It's the movie. Coen brothers. Yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of the shit. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of them. But, yeah, they're, uh, yeah, I love Raising Arizona. I love Holly Hunter's character. Yeah. That would probably be either that or even Frances McDormand's character. Oh, God, Honestly, so anything that Frances McDormand does. I want to be inside Frances McDormand. I love her. Oh, my God. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. this is going to turn it Sorry, into sorry. A, I can derail most conversations. Oh, God, I love it so much. <laughs> um, if you uh, got to choose a song that would play every time you entered a room, it's like your intro song, what song would you choose? It would probably be, honestly, at the moment, if I was going to pick, it would be Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I was not expecting a Billie Eilish choice. I love her. You, This is what? this. Everyone who knows me knows that how much I love Billie Eilish, and she feels like a my little inner goth girl from my goth days. Oh my god, that, I love this. No, I love her. I went to the show, wow. the last concert before the for the lockdown. I made friends with so many fifteen year old girls in the most appropriate way. Were you just alone? Or no. did you bring Camille or like your husband or son or No, I I took another per, another friend that I'd I'd met here. Her yeah. name is Emily Ball. Uh she's wonderful and I said, "Hey, come with me." And yeah, we just went. We had floor, you know, we sit on the floor. I I shot video of a bunch of girls. I was like told them all to flip me off yeah. and <laughs> And and made them all stand behind me and scream, "Don't speak to me or my daughters ever again." This and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, I love Billy. Are Ash. you on TikTok? Because that sounds like a great TikTok video. <laughs> I know I'm not on TikTok because I don't understand it enough. Uh, I got no. It's, it's downtown. I know that comedy is there. I also know that like other weird things are there. Yeah, um, yeah. I get I worried about that, so it's like mm, I don't want to. I can't. Yeah, I know. It's a, yeah, but I love Billy Eilish for sure. Man, I love that. All right. Um, if you had to choose today, uh, what what would the title of your autobiography or Netflix special be? Uh, this side of crazy. Hell yeah! It, it would be like a a line down the middle of it. That's like a. It feels like a, a something that I've always talked about with like a sister because we have a a very interesting uh, childhood, and I'd be like, yeah, we just we just managed to get out. Just, oh, just this, this side, side of crazy. crazy. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. 
Hmm. All right. I had emailed, I want to know what are three like things, pieces of art or TV shows, movies, anything that you would can like you would suggest that newer comedy students consume, whether it be like, um, like I said, a documentary, a TV show, a book you loved, and it doesn't have to be a comedy thing. Yeah. Just something that like maybe you read or consumed early on that like really sort of helped shape your comedy journey. Yeah, I would I would definitely say listen, uh, go and listen to the whole George Carlin canon mm -hmm. from start to finish and watch his evolution as a comedian and really just somebody that was commenting on not just not just telling one liners, but commenting on like things going on, like in the moment, like it, it politically and 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 sociologically. Yeah. That, that if you, you looked at his whole career and how he earned the ability at the very end of his life to be really hard yeah. I mean, harsh, like where, he, you know, he'd be getting silence. It shows because he'd be saying some pretty real stuff and, yeah. and it was uh uh so i would say look at him and then monty python for sure everyone should watch monty python yeah, if, if you haven't seen monty python by now yeah, yeah or get out from under your and rock. even a side sidebar is like faulty towers yeah as far as like even just like beats uh within that you know within within the show of how and and characters jesus and what's what would be a third um i don't know watch all the coen brothers maybe yeah. in, in order in order I'm going to make that note in order. Those are great. Those are great responses. Also, also I'm sorry. Watch Ulta. I'm sorry. I get real excited. Wait, which uh, one? Which one? No, just watch old stuff, too. Don't be, like, and, and, and most of these, mo most people are, uh, you know, are, most people here are, are thoughtful and, tell and very intelligent people, but I'm always just like, yeah, watch Howard Hawks movies. Watch Billy Wilder. Watch, go back and watch these. And like I said, what, it's just back to film again, but it's just, yeah. but it's just, Watch some of the stuff of 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 those directors, and and even though like the stuff that was going on in that moment might not match with you know sociologically Current, or yeah. yeah or or mores today, but the timing and the the comedic timing like uh, is is fun and it's it can really kick off some fun inspiration yeah like everything is just a repeat of something else i mean really like you could take something and just like oh well, that was inspired by this which was inspired by this and you just can go all the way back so yeah revisit where what your favorite stuff you like now it yeah. definitely stemmed from something years ago so right. like go back and consume all of it it's so important right. i'm lucky i my oldest brother is 11 years older than me oh wow and so we have a huge age gap i grew up watching like the so many different weird like eras of things that did not match with like right. my era of yeah, yeah. childhood. Like Billy Joel is my favorite artist <laughs> of all time. No one my age knows Billy Joel. Like I mean, they, they know Piano Man, but I'm like, oh, but if you listen to the Stranger album, let's get into some deep cut stuff. And they're like, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's it's important revisit revisit where where yeah. this stuff started. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move along to this next segment. This is called First Thought, Best Thought. And these are going to be one-word answers or as close to one-word answers okay, as you can. Um, just first thought, best thought. Don't judge it. Just okay. answer. So what is your idea of misery? Oh, be alone. What is your idea of pure bliss? Uh, my son. Mm -hmm. What or who is your biggest inspiration? Uh, it's probably my son. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Sounds silly. 
It's not no, silly. It's no, not it doesn't sound silly. silly. He's the best thing I've ever done. Hell yeah. That's what a parent should say. <laughs> it should say. He's just, he really is. I, I, I like him. He drives me fucking crazy, but I love him. I, yeah, he's probably the best thing I've ever done. And this is probably the second best thing I've ever done. Yeah. I don't know. Eric's in there somewhere. Sorry, Eric. Yeah. He's not even going to listen to this. <laughs> I know. Um, what is your biggest vice? Oh, probably uh, listening to true crime stuff <laughs> is like of, of late. Like it's we it, got to take a sidebar. What do you listen to? What podcast? Oh, uh, my favorite murder is probably what like first my first uh, like crack hit mm-hmm. off of that. My favorite murder case file, mm-hmm. uh, uh, criminal. Uh, oh, Sinisterhood. Sinisterhood. You got to shout. If I didn't, if I didn't, you know, out. yeah. If I could, if I could sit on Heather and Christie's lap all, until, you know, uh, until it got weird for everyone. <laughs> That's where I'd be. Uh, but yeah. And then I just, I probably listen to more than I watch. Oh yeah. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts yeah. as well. Uh, I, if you haven't listened to it yet, I would highly recommend last podcast on the left. Yeah, yes, yes. Last right. podcast. My son, I got my son into it and my son was like, you need to listen to last podcast on the left. And so I, it's very fun. I haven't like, I've been kind of taken, I hadn't listened to them in a while because I think they switched over to Spotify and I, I'm on Apple music, yeah. but yeah, 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 but I think they're coming back. Yeah. They're they're. It's just a, they're, I mean, they're covering horrific, gruesome things, but right. my God, they make it funny. And yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a weird, it's weird, it's a weird no. mashup of genres. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm listening to horrific real events, but like, but they my dig ass deep off. and yeah. do like, like so multi- many bits. Yeah, and and they and they 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 pick like you know when they do like heavy hitters and they'll do like three episodes. Yeah, on, on, I love those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Ken- dude, the Kennedy assassination one, highly recommend. Now right. having been in Dallas, it's even wilder because I've like walked by the. Grassy Have you done Knoll. the tour? I haven't done a proper tour yet, but I've been I've been by the. Grassy Knoll. I haven't gone up to the, what is it? The, uh, the Sixth Floor yeah, Museum. I haven't done that yet. Um, my dad is coming to visit at the end of the month, so we're going to do it then. Fun fact, I worked with, it when I wor- when I lived in Austin, I worked at a camera store uh, called Capital Camera, and I worked with John Brewer, who was the shoe salesman who pointed out Oswald. Yeah. I worked with him. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So you might be the most famous person I've met. Yes, it's, it's amazing. It's That's amazing how amazing. Wild. <laughs> I always forget. I'm like, oh yeah, I worked with him. Is he alive still? Is he? I think he's still alive. Jeez, can you call him? <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask. I have like an, another mutual friend that, that lives here, and we every now and again we go, hey, because he was like steadfast saying that there was no conspiracy that it was was Oswald. Whoa. He was. He gets mad if you say. Like, we didn't talk about it a whole lot with him because he would be like, he'd get pissed because he'd be love like, no, to pick he, his brain, yeah, man. he's like, nope, it was only Oswald. He was the only one. The end. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, I would definitely suggest listening to the their uh, po- the last podcast on the last coverage on it because they, I mean, they, they also agree it was one shoot. Like, this whole idea of, like, multiple shooters right. thing, they sort of debunk throughout it. But uh, Henry Zabrowski, I think it's his theory, one of the hosts, has a yeah. theory that it was um, one of the Secret Service agents that actually, like, because there's a, I, I, I'm not even, just listen to I it, and then we'll, it, we'll talk about it after, um, and everyone out there, listen to it. There you go. <laughs> okay, where am I? Okay, do you ask for permission or for forgiveness? Probably a mix of both. It just depends. Like, yeah. I will, I try to be polite um, as much as I can be. I try to be, yeah. but uh, I probably ask for less permission now hell yeah so yeah because now i feel like i've kind of earned the ability to to say nah. i mean I'm, I'm not a dick i don't like no. walk around and stomp all everybody some of them somebody's world but i'm like no nah, I, I think i can do this without 
injuring anybody or Hell myself. Yeah. So yeah. Ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> um, and then what one word best describes you and your brand of comedy? I'm pretty honest. Honest. I think that's a great, like, especially, I, I think with the stuff that I do, and I, and I have a, a filthy mouth yeah. <laughs> uh, and a filthy mind to go with it. So uh, filthy honesty. Filthy honesty is probably a fair uh, thing, but I think I'm pretty, like, I'll tell, like, my, like the storytelling and, and stand-up that I do is pretty, like, I'll pretty much give you the full story. And That's I'm great. not embarrassed by anything, any part of my life, uh, good, bad, or otherwise. So. I love that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. I mean, that thank concludes you. the, the uh, interview portion. And now we're going to move on to do some improv. This is the last little bit. Um, I love it, Laura's like sat I know, I up in the chair. Get comfortable with my creaky uh, chair. So I'm just going to pull up my little random word generator here. And what kind of word do you want? Do you want any word at all? Location, relationship? Um, I have basically every type of suggestion here. So oh, let's what would you do location. Location, love it. Uh, hot dog stand. Okay. Oh, we got a hot dog stand. Do you have those peanuts that smell like magic? Ah, oh, Crystal, of course I do. Of course I do. You know, I always carry these magic peanuts just for you. And you know, when you roast them, they smell. You can. Sm I can smell it from a block away. I know. I know you're coming because I can smell your your roasted peanuts in your pocket. Oh, you're making me blush right now. You know, I just, I, I, I'm just here to impress you, really, if I'm being honest. That's all I'm trying to do. Well, is it working? It is working. Do you think, do you think that we could spend some time together? Like, not on this street corner? No. Yeah, not on a street corner. I mean, I come here, honestly, I don't even eat hot dogs. I, I just, know you just ate these magic peanuts. I know, I know. Cooking. I don't eat hot dogs. I just come here because I, I, I get that a whiff of that in the air, and I go, "There's Barbara. She's still, she's she's waiting for me. She's got all that I need. All that I really, need. you know. Not only does it smell good, it's also, I don't know. I would say you're the sensible, you know, plant based protein that is really. Now, that really touches my heart because I welcome. don't think anyone appreciates the plant-based protein that they're getting from these peanuts. No. You know? And it is, it, it's needed around here. It is. You can't just be sucking down chili dogs all day. No. No. No, you cannot. You know what? And it's, 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 it's just like any relationship. Any relationship that's built on fluff and pretense and artificial uh, additives. It ain't going to last. It's not going to last. It's going to give you cancer. That's what it's going to do. It's just going to eat away at you. I know. And, it, and that's how and that's how most hot dogs and relationships end after five years. Just eating away at you. It's just eating away and made of God knows what. Well, now, you don't, you don't uh, even know. Well, I'm, get, I'm getting nervous now. You know, I, I feel like we got such a great connection, great, great relationship. I don't want, would have taken it off this corner ruins everything. Oh, that's just, you know... I'm scared. Don't be afraid. You know, the, the fear of change is what is what keeps people stagnated in these situations that 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 and in relationships and inside a bun, a relationship bun oh. that um oh, what am I trying to say? That you know, you just won't go anywhere, and it'll always be the same. You can be stationary right on this corner. I'm not going to move. You think you're safe, but you're not. Well, how can you prove I'm not safe right now? 
I feel very safe on this corner. I feel safe whenever you come and meet me here. I feel safe when I sell you these peanuts. What if I take a step off this curb with you right now and we are in danger? How can you how can you prove otherwise? I can't. Exactly. But that's the leap of faith that you have to take. <sighs> I don't know about the leaping. step of faith. The off the curb faith step. That that's a tall order to ask from a a lowly hot dog vendor. I'm just a girl standing on a manhole cover in the middle of a busy intersection asking for you to come over to the median. The median. <laughs> I I mean, I feel like you're not even gonna wait until we get the light. You're just trying to take that step right now. We got traffic going in every direction. We could get hit by a bus. You I'm don't like, even care. I'm like Dustin Hoffman in Midnight Cowboy. I will stop a taxi cab for you. I'll prove it. Just a second. Okay, well, don't actually step out into traffic. Well, that, I thought that's what you wanted well, to see, physical I, proof. No, I don't want... I, 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 I thought... I didn't think you were going to call my bluff. I'll be honest. I, I did not will, think. I'll call your bluff. Well, I don't need you to call my bluff. I, I, Hi, ring, ring. Hi, ring, ring what? It's me calling your bluff. Uh, all right. Well, I believe you now, okay? But I don't know that I, I'm brave enough. You know, I know you're brave enough, but how I get brave enough? You just have to trust me. Mm. Can I bring my cart with me? You better. I need those peanuts. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, take my hand. We're going to do it together. We're going to walk to that meeting. All right. This is a big step for me. Don't this take this lightly. I can't. I and don't, don't abandon me in the I middle. I would never abandon you. I don't. What, and what's going to happen when we get to the other You know side? how many people I've asked how? to walk across the street with me? Zero, except for you. Now, that can't be true. Look it is you. true. You're perfect. You're wonderful no. and beautiful. You can't tell me that. No, ain't nobody's walked you across the street before. No one's ever walked me across the street There's before. There's no way you're telling me the truth right now. I am telling you the truth. I would not lie about street crossing. I I won't even cry. Even as a child, I wouldn't walk across with a crossing guard. So you're just, you're just walking willy-nilly by yourself crossing streets. Yes. Ah. How, how have you lived this long? I, I, you know what? Just tenacity and peanut butter that I just, I don't know. I just, you just feel something strong enough. And when you know you don't need anybody else until you meet the person that you need. I'm that person? Yeah. And my peanuts? Of course. That's, All right. That's, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go scene oh that was wonderful um that was easily one of the more grounded scenes that i've done in this podcast studio just so unusual far. for me so yes um i loved that thank you so oh, so much this has Laura. been fun this was awesome i'm so excited I, i'm like this is to me episode one with everyone and i want to like revisit in a year from oh, now right like in a few months from now and like as things are rolling because you know, we've only just scratched the surface oh, yeah. of you and you as a performer, and I'm excited to to keep going and learn more about you. Heck yeah. Um, thank you again for, for chatting today. And is there a, a way, besides going to the website and seeing when your teams are performing, do you have any social media people can follow you on or anything like that? Uh, I just want people to leave you the F alone. Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, uh, on Instagram, I'm uh, at juice for the mob. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, fantastic. Yeah, you just spell out. Spell it out. I think there's a four in there. I can't remember. I got to look. And then I'm on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. You get a whole bunch of random Facebook requests. 
Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know, if you say something weird, I'll just block you. <laughs> uh, and you can uh, uh, watch Laura and both of her teams uh, with All Time Faves on Wednesday nights and One Man Show on Saturday nights at 7. All Time Faves on Wednesdays kind of rotate depending on the week. Um, so you can go to dallas-comedyclub.com to check out our current calendar and when uh, All Time Faves is going to be up that particular week. Um, that's it, folks. I have been your host, Kimberly Alou, but you already knew that. Thank you all again and stay safe out there. Sure.